Welcome back to episode one of the Service Management Social. This week, we're looking at PR for service management and joining us today is David Barrow, Rob York and Simon Reeves. This is part four and hopefully you've been with us for the, uh, the last few days. But if for whatever reason you haven't, please take a look or listen into these discussions using the links below. Right, so let's kick back into gear. Uh, today, we're looking at IT cost transparency. Um, IT is, is a service component to most um, sectors of the business. And today, businesses continue to require more for less. So how and why is cost transparency important to IT in the value statement? So here, I'd like to start with, uh, with Rob, if that's okay. Yeah, uh, Chris, I, th I think that the, the situation is, from for my experience in more FMCG, that um, every year there's a budget cycle. Um, IT obviously is, is cost, and therefore that's very important. IT service management is part of that. Um, the budget goes through situations, it gets approved, and we're off into the budget year. But from my experience, the, what you've been given isn't necessarily what you've got, um, because in FMCG, things change, and hence it is fast moving. So as the year progresses, if things are going well in your organization, happy days. Um, yes, your budget and costs look like they're going to be good. If things are more challenging, um, which they, they have been in recent years and obviously the current situation, everything else, um, you play your part. And therefore, your budget um, tends to shrink rather than grow, unfortunately. And costs are very important. And that's why I think cross transparency is so key because it's easy to go through um, a balance sheet or uh, um, uh, costs and budgets and, and strike lines through things. But what's the implication of that? Um, suck it up probably isn't always the answer. And therefore having that transparency to, to have that conversation rather than just being that sponge that sucks up reduction, um, you, you, need, you need something in your top pocket. You need that transparency. You need to not cry wolf. You need to be able to tangibly justify why investment may be required, um, whether it's a life cycle of devices, whether it's a leasing environment you're in, uh, and therefore, you know, that cost every year, is it going to reduce? But what are we doing? What's the organization? There's a lot of parts in there. And if you don't have that cost transparency, um, it's difficult to have those conversations as opposed to coming back to, well, you know, you will suck it up because that's what you always do, always have done. It reaches a point where, where to quote uh, somebody I worked with once, more senior, um, there's only so much blood you can take out of a stone. Uh, and one day the stone is dry. If you don't have that transparency, um, it's very difficult to have those conversations. Fantastic. So do, do you think in, in short, if, for example, you are you have um, service managers, uh, just go back to the, 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 the initial topic we discussed, um, you've got service managers facing off two different directorates within an organization, as well as understanding their kind of demands and, and, and requirements for IT, it's also about highlighting directly to them the, the cost implications. You know, if, if they see kind of current IT costing X amounts, but future IT or their demands and requests costing X amount uh, or Y amount, um, is, is that important or is it addressing it at a much, much higher level? Again, facing off to Mr. or Mrs. CFO. I, I think it has to be joined up, Chris, because where you've got service delivery and service owners, uh, what's that cost of delivering that service? Um, and, and as I say, you come back to um, financial areas, which you can just go through and strike the red pen or put a place a percentage reduction. But if you haven't had that transparency to begin with, uh, you, you could be really um, squeezing your assets 
your, your technology to the limit. Um, we move in a world of fast moving now. We move in a world of new technology. Um, the old hardware isn't necessarily compatible, can deliver those new requirements. Uh, and, and therefore, if everybody who's in the equation isn't joined up and on the same page, um, and you've got a service delivery manager going, we're fine, of course we can do that. Or your service owner is going, ah, that's not a problem. But your architect is turning around saying, hang on a second, Houston, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, you, they, you're giving a very disjointed view from IT. And therefore, it's important to have everybody aligned. And through the architectural the service modeling, your architectural design, everything else, delivering to what is consumed. Um, you know, that transparency to me is key or it's very, very difficult. Do, do you see potential risk? And I'll ask, say, Simon, this, this question. Do you see there being a risk in highlighting or being overly transparent? Does it put uh, sort of certain stakeholders off spending in IT, if they understand how much IT is actually costing, say, does it put them off innovation and, and, and future change? Well, um, every CIO I've worked with has has used the um, price per user model, benchmarked against Gartner for the vertical or for the country to compare um, the amount they're spending on IT in comparison to other organisations as a vehicle for achieving uh, additional funding or for explaining why there's a delta in performance if you're not delivering against that. So I think we're relatively transparent at that kind of high level. Uh, and, and it's quite an easy, it's a quite e- easy calculation. It's total spend divided by total IT users. And that gives you a price per user. Um, if we're talking about cost con- transparency per service line or per business line, it becomes way more complicated. And I'm not sure there's many organizations who have really implemented that. Uh, to a level where you can give a, a, a price per user per service. Um, and I'd love to, them to come and talk to me if they have, because that'd be a, a, a great thing to really look into. Um, I think the other thing to, is, is um, often procurement is, is, is not centralized. It, it's it's, um, it's um, very much owned within the business uh, for certain things. So therefore it's very difficult to provide kind of that, that true transparency of cost. And therefore it's very difficult to kind of truly charge back as well. Um, it is important. I'm not sure many organizations do it. And if I think of ITIL and the financial management process in V3, um, I can't think of an organization I know that has had any real, uh, has documented it, has implemented it in any in any real fashion. Maybe the top FTSE 100, you know, the, the shells and the BPs uh, this world, but, but I, I, I don't think many of us are doing it. Um, David, do you see... Um different organizations um, kind of highlighting sort of IT costs in, in, in different ways, if that kind of makes sense? Or, or do you think that say certain industries are more transparent with their IT costs than, than others? It's a really good question because my instinctive answer is that they don't really have a grip on the costs. Um, not, I think they have a grip on the elements of cost, but but not the actual cost of delivering a service. So, I mean, Simon raised a really good point about the you know the spend versus the number of users, for example. Um, but with a service in a large global, you may have a number of services tied together, um, which um, have dependencies upon one another and are treated very differently because of their supposed value to the business. But if you unravel that spaghetti, the, the lowest one 
is the dependency for all of the services above it. And a real cost that you then find with these legacy services is uh, end of life, but also end of skills. You need to reinvest in people and skills to actually increase the value of that service. Um, but companies just don't see that value. They're not looking end to end. And so this isn't, I'll be honest, it's not an area that I am, I would consider myself an expert in, but in terms of how I've implemented switching the lights on is I've looked at services end to end and taken um, proof of concept services in one particular organization, taken their crown jewels, which are amazing, always up, always available. Everybody loves them. And then managed to get into that set of services, some, some less, uh, less highlighted services, um, some services that are maybe suffering a little um, in silence with people who are running those services also suffering in silence and demonstrate how the two link and how if you don't invest in this particular set of people who have a certain set of skills without wanting to sound like Liam Neeson, um, because those skills are, uh, are older, more niche, therefore they cost more to replace or train then the cost to that service is greater if it fails ultimately for the, the crown jewel at the end. And that's the, the level that, that I've worked at and trying to get that kind of thought process is, is quite, quite difficult. Um, but you, you need to be able to illustrate the value of those services interlinked. And so I think everyone aims to be transparent um, because you kind of have to be, you know, you, you need, but I, I don't believe everyone's right. And I actually don't have the answer to, to necessarily say how it's, what's right to do. Um, but I think you sometimes need to get down to brass tacks and understand those services and, and bring people um, together to understand those services at different levels in the organization. Okay. And, and I suppose, Rob, another one for you here then, do you, when you kind of present um, how much, Sort of IT is costing operationally as, as much as kind of how much future change might cost. Do you split it into various components such as kind of your, your assets and licensing, uh, your assets and license, licenses, I should say, your, uh, your your development and delivery teams, whether that's personnel, um, outsource partners, or whatever else, um, and, and then also the the kind of the support wrap, your service desk, and, and actually, yes, people there really, and, and who's going to be kind of operating it and managing it and supporting it. Um, when it's when it's live and in production yeah i i, I think from the angle that and as um, simon said with regards to to how you view that cost and cios and, and you know what's the cost of it development and employees um from my experience the view was being a percentage of sales um and that the, the employee part could shrink through acquisition um or divestiture so therefore, you know, about as I started off saying, you know, if it's a good year, sales are up, um, IT can, you know, with a good business case, go and ask to do something they're probably wanting to do, but you've got to justify it because, you know, every other part of the organization wants that. So I, I, I think the, the part there is how you play it. Um, what can I put CapEx? What can I put OpEx? What, what, where are my people going to be in there? What can I depreciate? Um, and hey, we've got this big project, that's fine, but we're depreciating it over a period of time. It's not going to, the PL 
it this year is X and, and being creative, um, you know, without trying to be in a creative accountant here at all. But, you know, if you're a budget owner, um, there's an element of there's the ask, there's the demand coming in. Yeah. And then there's a reality of what finance and the business is saying you can have. And, and how do you balance that? And I think a lot of IT management um, who have any financial responsibility, whether it be the CIO down to senior middle management, et cetera, um, every year you, you have to be creative. Um, and through some of my experiences, I've, I've had technical teams have had a, a great technical solution um, with this. That's great, but we'll, we'll never do that. And then being creative for them and then being in awe that actually we are going to do it. And it's like, how did we do that? And therefore, you know, this transparency uh, of how do I play, as I call it, the game um, mm. to, to achieve the goals. You know, you've got demand and you've got this. How, how do I balance that? And if you've got financial responsibility, I think you are trying to balance the seesaw. Um, and hopefully you do a good job and you come back the following year to do it again. Um, or maybe you don't. <laughs> Is there during, I suppose, during a period of, of transition or transformation or, or, or business change as much as kind of IT change, um, do, do you feel that um, kind of budgets and, and kind of cost controls sits better with uh, service management or, or, or with project management? Because naturally there will always be a debate there. It will always spark some contention. And I'm sure you're all going to say service management, but in, in reality, um, where 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 should it sit, and who kind of holds the uh, the, the purse strings there, or controls the purse strings there, or should do? I'd say both and neither. Um, so they should manage their own costs, but set, set, uh, cost management rather than cost transparency, I think, is is key. And and um, if you look at kind of the the capex to opex swing over the last twenty years of buying tin and depreciating it, then sweating it after the three years is out for another couple of years, to our new kind of month on month subscription service where everything's opex. The the, the, the cost management and, and the way costs are presented to IT has changed, but that's enabled us to be more agile and and not not sweat assets and not deploy new technology because we're not continuing to sweat assets and we're making decisions. So I think for me. Uh, the, the ability to, um, uh, to to be agile is based on based on how you're managing your your, your costs as well. Um, I suppose the reason I ask that is because if you are cost transparent and you're you're presenting kind of how much IT is costing and how much transformation will cost, um, essentially uh, as you've kind of alluded to there, Simon, cost management is the kind of next step in ensuring that if you've not necessarily promised uh, finance director or CFO or, or, or kind of presented to the board, that's how much current state of IT is costing operationally and this is how much transformation will cost if we're to embark on X, Y, and Z over the next 12 months. Um, I, I suppose there's there's a significant importance in, in retrain, retaining their trust in, in sort of staying true to what you've said initially. So I'd say that's cost management rather yeah. than cost transparency. In, in the sense I see cost transparency being far more specific to services. Um, I, I, for me, cost transparency at board level, I mean, the numbers are there through through kind of KPIs and performance figures and just you know, total IT cost. But if you break it down to which service is making a profit, um, that's when it becomes kind of a, a, a bit more. And the, I think the other thing is looking at it at a user level as well. I, as a user, have the ability to make a decision whether I'm spending IT money, whether I have access to that application, whether I need that extra VM 
Um, and if that cost is presented to me and I choose an iPhone 7 instead of an iPhone 10 and the price difference is 500 pounds, actually, you know, is, is that an acceptable cost that I can then make as a user? If it's presented to me, I can make those decisions or I choose the cheaper docking station or one that will work mm -hmm. for the next five years. So I think it, it operates at multiple levels and I think everyone plays a part there. Fantastic. Is there anything else on this topic specifically that uh, anyone, anyone would like to address or, or cover up? I, I think Simon said, I think it was on podcast one about um, maturity um, and, and legacy. And I think in organizations, uh, as Simon just said, if you're in a SaaS environment uh, and all of that, then that th you can make those decisions. And the old way of IT uh, of sweating those assets, as we've discussed, um, organizations are at different point in there. Um, and you've got the e-commerce guys who, who spin things up and can shut things down. And then you've got what I would put into that pigeonhole traditional IT that's kind of like, you know, we've, we've got this thing sitting somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and it's just not quite that easy to, to switch it off and remove those costs. Um, and whether that be going through depreciation or whatever, I think it's moving and it's changing. And, and what tends to happen with organizations is, of course, when the new thing comes along that is quite nice, um, organizations can forget about the baggage that's still there. And that's a challenge IT has of how to make sure that doesn't get forgotten because it, it, it's there, it's on the, the PL, it's in the budgets, it's everything else. And as we move forward, um, some organizations are more open, move more quickly, and some organizations feel like they're being dragged still. That would be my take. 